Hitchcock? Mm-hmm. Or Alfred? No, Hitchcock. Oh, Hitchcock? Mm-hmm. Say Hitchcock again. Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Poha. First off, you don't fucking know me, because if you did know me, you would know I hate Lord of the Rings because they're too goddamn long. <laughs> Disappointed! About two hours into this movie, I was like, where's my kick to get me out of this? <laughs> One. There we go. Close enough. Okay. Testing, testing. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm still, allergy season's still hitting me, so I'm always congested. I cannot fix this until. Oh, it's, like it's so bad here. Yeah, it's, it's the it's, fuck it's, it's, it's very bad here. Like, don't even worry. Uh, <laughs> literally, Eric looked at me today and he's like, before we go to get your your test done, like, you should put some eye drops in. You look like you're possessed. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. Okay, I'll try. And it was true. I did solid red. There was no white left in my right eye. No, that's not good. It happened to me literally always. Like this is this is the way my allergies manifest. Doesn't hurt, just doesn't look good. I scare small children when I look like this. Literally, it's happened. Okay. Let's start this shit. I have a lot to say. Okay. So <clears throat> let me think of something topical. Okay, okay, here we go. I guess shoot. Now I, I really need to like think of these things beforehand but i think no yeah the, the moment will come and it, the mood will hit me and guess what it doesn't hit me so <laughs> we all know how that went last time okay hello there and welcome to amateur movie critics podcast i'm your host red this may be a dream within a dream and this is my co-host however this may be a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream but don't worry there's no sucker punch involved <laughs> I can't. Well, how do I reply to that? You didn't even say my name. Nope. Uh, nope. Not at all. <laughs> nope. It's a dream. Like we're we're already here. They already know your. That's they already true. know your name. It's in the middle of the dream. How did you get here? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, and I'm Peter, and I'm just <laughs> chilling out in limbo, making my old houses. <laughs> just make sure to keep your dollhouses locked, or safes, or jails, or whatever he said. Uh, we're we're doing Inception today kitties okay so that's why this there's one thing you should know about me i specialize in a very specific type of security subconscious security you're talking about dreams Mr. Carl has a job offer he would like to discuss with you. Like a work placement? Not exactly. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their secrets. Then you break in and steal it. Well, it's not strictly speaking legal. It's called Inception. Already. I think I found a way home. And this last job, that's how I get there. 
dreams feel real while we're in them. It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. It's your responsibility. We're not prepared for this. I'd hate to see out of control. You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Okay. All right, Peter. Since let's, we're already here, tell let, us about the movie. <laughs> let's go into this. Inception came out in 2010, uh, written and directed by one Christopher Nolan. Uh, Inception stars a lot of really famous people, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. My husband. Back when, oh, my God. Uh, Ellen Page, Tom Don't Hardy. Don't judge me. <laughs> Tom, Tom Hardy, Ken Watanabe, uh, Killian Murphy, Marion Cotillard. Michael Caine. Hey, Red, name me one other movie Michael Caine's been in that's not a Batman movie. Go. <laughs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, no? Can't? Give me one second, because mm-hmm. I... N- <sighs> nope, no IMDb. Alfred, what has, hear- what, has, what has Alfred been in? <laughs> no, I'm looking up IMDb, because I don't know. Shit. He, he's been in Batman, okay? That's all you need to know. He's, he's Alfred. Mm-hmm. Okay. He might have played Alfred Hitchcock in the Alfred movie. I think I, I, I think I saw him in this movie called Hitchcock, and he played Alfred Hitchcock. Actually, Which, has he only played characters named Alfred? That'd be great. <laughs> he was not in Alfred, uh, <clears throat> Alfred Hitchcock. I don't know Hitchcock. I don't think so. There's a movie called Hitchcock. I think. You and just, it was basically, you I, just I like saying was... that word. I think you just like saying that word. What Hitchcock? Mm-hmm. Or Alfred? No, Hitchcock. Oh, Hitchcock? Mm-hmm. Say Hitchcock again. Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he was in Children of Men, The Prestige, Sleuth, um, The Dark Knight. Oh, I Knight. saw The Prestige. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in a lot of shit, but no. Yeah, Interstellar, I, right? Mm-hmm. He was in now Interstellar? You, now You See Me, Now You See Me too. He was in the Now You See Me. You know what? I didn't even notice that he was in this movie, to be honest, even though he was, like, the dad. He was only in, like, three scenes. He was still the dad. He was the dad of the dude who was doing all He's always shit. the okay. dad in every Christopher Nolan movie. He is the dad. <laughs> he was the dad in Interstellar. I fucking hate that movie. Alfred is pretty much Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah. End of Christopher Nolan's life. Basically, he walks up and he's like, it turns out I was actually Christopher Nolan's dad. He didn't want any of you to know. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. Wait, I got more. Okay, yeah. so let's see. Interstellar is a thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream-sharing technology is giving an inverse task of planting the idea into the mind of a CEO. For the benefit of another company. Did you say Interstellar is? Interstellar? What? I think you started uh, off inverse. by saying... 
Oh my god, I did say Interstellar. I hate that movie so <laughs> much. Well, why would you hate that movie? It's so, <laughs> it's so, uh, it's got a lot of things, you know? <laughs> Including someone who, who, who delivers all his lines a little uh, twitchy-like, you know? <laughs> uh, let's see, the budget was 160000 or a million dollars. And... <laughs> And the top gross of it was two hundred ninety-two million. So it made its money back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I went to see this in the theaters, and I did I, too. I have to say, I was not disappointed when I left the theater. I did question, though, if this reality was real. But that's a whole other thing. Okay. So this. Okay, this movie. Let's jump into the middle of this movie, like if it were a dream. Let's go right into it. They're stealing this shit from this Asian dude, and he's like, oh, we're trying to steal shit from him. And he's like, it's a test. And I just wonder, did his company hire these guys to try and steal stuff from him as the test? Oh, definitely. Because they were legit trying to steal stuff from him. Oh, definitely. Because they were trying to steal things that he didn't even know. Yeah. They are like, well, all the information wasn't there. And he's like, yeah, because that's, I, why would I know all the information? <laughs> Or, see, I thought that was like, oh, he's been trained. Because they were trying to steal stuff from him, and they mentioned stuff about training, because there were people that were trying to kill him. They were, they were trained people. Also, on the, on the subject of training, so, okay, uh, uh, this little shit that they were trying to incept, did you notice that he, like, became a part of the team almost instantly? And they're like, they're like no, yeah, we're totally working with you. What sort of sociopath do you have to be to be like, oh yeah, let's totally be friends from now on for a long-ass time? I mean, they're talking about weeks and months and years and shit with the whole time they're incepting this guy. They're like, nope, we're going to make him part of the team now. They kind of had to trust this guy, didn't they? Well, technically they're steering him in the right path. So, like, it was in a dream, and they were, like, inflecting, like... The only thing I can say is, like, hypnotism. They were, like, casually... Like, Leonardo DiCaprio was like, you trust me, right? What is he oh, going yeah. to do? Not trust him? So, like, he's, like, literally falling for all of the tricks to get mm. him to, like, do what... They're trying to get him to do what they want, and it works. Okay, I tried real hard... Okay, this whole time I'm going to call Leo Leo, because that's just who he is. I've been trying really hard not to call Ellen Page Juno. Like, really hard. I mean... <laughs> You don't even know. Every time I want to say Ellen Page, I first think Juno. I really, I'm going to be honest with you, don't remember any of their names except for um, Ken Watanabe, where they're like, Saito, Saito's dying. They said his name the most. Saito-san, yeah. Saito-san. We all know. <laughs> we all know him. He has, <laughs> his name sounds like one of the most common Japanese names, which is Sato. I called him Sato this, the entire movie until I realized they were spelling it at the bottom of the screen. I was like, Oh, it's Saito, not Sato. Nope. So, okay, they try and steal this shit from Sato-san, basically. And he explains, like, I can make you go back home because you did something illegal. They don't tell us anything about that. They decide to tell us that along the way, which was great. I, I kind of appreciate that whole, yeah, you're on the run, shit's happening. Uh, we'll tell you the story along the way as we're going on the adventure. Well, you really didn't, I don't know. I felt like you really didn't need all that information. Well, he was like, you can go back to America, but he's like, okay, 
if I get off this plane, then either I'm going to be arrested and go to prison for the rest of my life, or you'll have followed through with your deal. That's kind of a shitty way to get someone on the job and do their to total 100%. But is that what happened, though? <sighs> I don't want to question the validity of this whole thing actually happening. Not yet. <laughs> we need to get into what actually happened first. <laughs> okay. I knew this would happen. <laughs> so, like, any Christopher Nolan movie, this movie starts off at the end of the movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, it did, didn't it? Son of a bitch. <laughs> With Saito being really old and, and Leo, like, walking up to him and is all like, I'm here to help you. And he's all like, yeah, I think I know who you are. I'm super old now. It's like something from a half-remembered dream. So, basically, he's like, yeah, you're here to kill me? And he's like, mm, nope. And he's like, here's this thing. I saw this once upon a time ago. I just want to poke a, a little bit of a plot hole there. He said, okay, this is your totem. He said, this is Juno. He's like, this is a totem. And he's like, don't ever let anyone touch it. So why would this Saito guy have seen his totem? I mean, unless he was, like, taking it out of me, like, this is a totem. Like, maybe you should have one of these, which obviously he didn't. He didn't have any little kind of, like, totem of his own, or else he maybe would have figured it out a long time but ago. But wasn't, like, all that training to do all the Inception all about? He wasn't there. Like... He just popped in at the end, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to come with you. Saito was never there to, to get the training stuff. Know, what's re know what I find out? Know what I find really fucked up about the whole training thing? Is that yeah. Ellen Page must have been clued in about everything right as she accepted the offer, right? Yeah. Yet, she asks so many questions right before they're about to do the Inception. <laughs> they're like right. they're like how are we going to do the kick and then she's like what's the kick that's like basic inception like 101 everybody knows what the kick is oh, you man. had to be explained this the kick had to have happened to you already because he's taken you into the dreamscape already multiple times no because you can okay you can wake up though different ways you die what i didn't like is that basically every time she died she was like, wait, but this and that. And then the building fell on her, and then she was awake. He's like, we're going back in. And then, like, she gets attacked by his subconscious, and she gets... She doesn't get shot, because the chick comes out with a knife and stabs her to death. So she, got, she gets stabbed to death first. <laughs> and then well, she... Technically, then she, she didn't get, like, crushed to death, because the kick from the hotel woke her up before she died. No, I'm talking about during her training and shit. Oh, like yeah, when yeah, he was yeah, first yeah. Teaching she, her. she died a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they had to have set up a kick to get her out in case she didn't die. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Maybe. She's I'm just really sure. dumb. I'm just here to build buildings and do da 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 Okay, wait. <laughs> I want to talk about Ellen Page's character's name. Her, her character's name was Ariadne. Do you yeah. know anything about that? No. It sounds like a vampire. Like, I don't know. Now, I had to look this shit up, and I was like, okay, who's Ariadne, blah, blah, blah. I'll read this verbatim off of the Wikipedia. Ariadne was the daughter of Minos, king of Crete, son of Zeus, and his, uh, and his queen, uh, Pasiphia, I don't know, daughter of Helios. She is most associated with the maze and labyrinths because of her involvement with the myth of the Minotaur. Yeah, the Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the Minotaur bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ariadne, basically, maze bitch. 
that's what they called her. I was like, wow. Technically, she fell in love with the guy. Minos was upset, threw him in the center of the maze, turned him into a minotaur. Yeah, same difference. She was the maze bitch. It was like, can you, can you make me a maze in two minutes that I can solve in one minute? And she's like, yeah. He's like, two times. And he's like, okay, no, never mind. And she's like, wait, let me try it again. Flips it over on the back and then draws it in a circle. The first you thing could... I would have done is draw a circular maze. You could have drawn a circle on the grid side. Why did you have to flip it over? I don't know. Well, see, he gave her graph paper. So it was like a grid, so she was like trying to be all like, okay, I'm following the rules. <laughs> but, and then it's like, oh, she doesn't play by the rules. That's what they're trying to demonstrate, basically by flipping over the graph paper. It was stupid, because the version I had, I couldn't even see that it was graph paper all the way. <laughs> I, uh, that's just one of my, that's one of my complaints, but this movie was, overall this movie still did, like, do what it was trying to do, which was make you go, oh, okay. So wife, wifey girl, chicky babe, whatever her name is. Marion Cotillard. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm looking this up. More characters' names mean things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Leo. Leo's Dom Cobb, right? Dom yep. is the word for home. Ugh, he wants to go home. Okay. Cobb, Cobb is a reference to Henry N. Cobb, the famous American skyscraper architect. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the Indian guy, his name is Yusuf, which is the fo- Arabic form of Joseph, mm-hmm. who had the gift of interpreting uh, interpreting dreams in the Bible. Oh, that's right. Very okay. Marion Cotillard's character is named Mal, which is short for Mallory, which is derived from the French word malor, meaning misfortune or unhappiness. Yeah, she was definitely that. Oh my God, there's more. Oh gosh. Okay, Julian, uh, Cillian, Killian Murphy's character is named Robert Fisher as a tribute to the French, the chess player Bobby Fisher. And his father, <laughs> who is Pete Postlewaite, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> wait, his father's character, oh, 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 no, his father, who is played by Pete Postlewaite, is named Maurice Fisher as a, as a, like, homage to M.C. Escher. Who does those weird visual effects with the staircases? The artist, mm-hmm. the like stair, the 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 infinity stairway. He's the one who created that. So <clears throat> they there's there's okay. more. I found more. I love... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna talk about the movie while Peter looks this stuff up. So there you go. <laughs> so the guy Watanabe, you know Sato-san, whatever. Sato-san. Like, yep. <laughs> He's like, okay, so this guy tried to sell your asses out, but we'll show you, but he'll see what his disloyalty gets him, which makes sense in corporate espionage. It's like, oh, you know, you can't, like, stab people in the back. He's like, he tried to sell you out to save his life. And it's like, whoa. So in other words, you want these people to die if they don't get it right. Okay, I get that. Corporate espionage. Yeah. So then they just take him off and he's like, what will you do to him? He's like, I'll do nothing to him, but I can't speak for the company that I'm working with. I was like, mm, <laughs> what? <laughs> nope, <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> that means that you're killing him, basically. And they seemed not at all broken up about this. They obviously weren't friends with that guy. They were just working with him. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, they're like, oh, okay. 
on on with business. So he goes to his where were they? France? Like some part of Germany or something? When they uh when they went to go find Juno, Alan Page, Alan Page. God. I thought that was like England. I guess, but I could have sworn I saw. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was. Yeah, because his dad was it, British. It felt like Chicago, but I think it was England. But the problem is, like, I don't think England has like rail trains where she was all like, "I walked under this every day after school." You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It felt very weird. It felt like a bigger, like an American city. But also, you know. never used real places. <laughs> You don't remember that? Yeah, uh. yeah, don't use don't use real places. He was basically trying to teach okay. So let's let's canonically set this up. To steal someone's information, like the not even getting into the deception part, they're extractors. What they do is they go into a dream with someone without their knowledge. They go in, they find where the secrets are hidden, and then they steal that shit. And that's it. But yeah. they need an architect who will build a maze that will stop the projections, which are parts of this, the, I guess, subjects. Okay, well, we'll say subject for, like, ease. For the subjects, they're, they're, they're a projection of the subject's subconscious that will attack the opposite dreamer, right? Yeah. So, so the architect needs to build a maze that all the, uh, what do you call them? The projections will get stuck in. That way, they can figure it out. So that's one person. Then there's a person who has to go in and get it, and is like the extractor or whatever. And that's, I guess, a thing. I don't know. I'm not seeing necessity for a lot of people. They just started making up positions for people. Like the guy who was the imposter of the uncle. I guess that's like a talent of his, right? Yeah, he's a, like a con man, like a con artist. Yeah, he's a dream con artist. Like he, he can like take on people's faces and shit and i guess for this movie you need the inceptor which is a person who's done inception before which is leo Ooh, leo's the the main character <laughs> again sorry you can't I, gangs of new york kind of made me feel a little bullshit towards leo i have what? not watched leo i haven't watched leo's filmography gangs of new york was good but it's like he had some main character power going on there just but that saying. was like that movie came out like eleven years before this, though. I know. I'm just I don't know. Leo bothers me sometimes. He's a good actor, and this was a good movie. I have to say, it's just that I think of him more as Leo than I think of him as the character he's playing the role of. That's true. It's like, oh, look what Leo's doing. Not, oh, look what Cobb is doing. You know? Yeah, he like typecasts himself. He he yeah. plays that role. He does. It's like, oh, he's serious. Oh, he's like staring like that, not because he's not actually thinking of anything, because he's being serious right now. <laughs> so anyway, he's the serious dude who incepts people, so it's time to get all incepty on people. So basically, they killed their architect, or Sato-san killed their architect, who is actually Saito-san, but I choose to call him Sato-san from here on out. <laughs> as, as we are wont to do, giving people different names to make it more confusing. So, <laughs> it's close yeah. enough. That that one's close enough. Yeah. So they need so, a new architect. So Leo, what? He goes to his dad? I'm assuming that's his real dad. I'm hoping. But then again, his wife was British, 
and that guy is British, that may be his father-in-law. Maybe. I mean, he definitely gets all of this stuff. And obviously it's secret government shit, because if he, if this was like an actual thing, everyone would know about it. This, this seems to be like a high-up level thing that's now being used for like corporate, corporate espionage. espionage. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because Michael Caine is all like, nah, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> He's like, you were so good at it. Or you would be so good. I don't know. But he's this like, but but I know this one chick. Let her draw mazes for you. I know. He's like, are you trying to corrupt my students? And he's like, no. I'm just giving them the information. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, dude, you can stop this. But you know why he didn't? Because he was all like, this is a way that I can get back home to my kids, which you are raising. <laughs> and he's like... Hmm, serving myself or protecting a young person, getting them into this obviously dangerous lifestyle. Nope, self-serving all the way. <laughs> so he essentially sacrifices Juno to Leo. So Ellen Page becomes her new architect and is basically being taught on the fly very quickly. I have to say, these people seem to have a lot of experience, and Ellen Page... It would appear as though the book was told from the point of view of Ellen Page, almost. But just following Yeah, pretty Leo. much. I found... Or the movie, she was, sorry. She's pretty much our, like, our exposition machine, because she's like, what is this? Yeah. What is that? But she's what also is, kind of our happening? protagonist, though, because then there's, like, these scenes where she's doing her own, like, sort of protagonist stuff, where she's, like, waiting her own chess piece, which, <laughs> I mean, chess piece, come on, obviously, she's the thinking one. I like that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the whole what, totem. It was a uh, weighted dice. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you ever drop that, everyone knows how it's weighted. So, just saying. Okay, so, question okay. for you, because Ellen Page asked nothing but questions. Yep. How many questions were asked in this movie <laughs> in total? <laughs> I have God. the actual number right in front of me. I don't know. Um, How many questions? Okay, obviously she asked most of the questions this whole time. Did Some she? of the mm, maybe. I mean, she was definitely ex- she was she was getting a lot of exposition handed to the audience. However, you know, then again, there was a lot of oh, I didn't tell you about this. Well, then what happens? Oh, yeah. well, I'll just explain all this. But then again, there was just a lot of like really long explanations, so I'm going to say there were, like, 60 questions asked and answered. Did you say 60? Yeah. Oh, oh, you. 399. (laughs) Shit. So so basically no one knows what's happening, Um, which is good because I didn't even really... Okay, this was, like, I think my third time watching this movie, and I was, like, getting stuff from it that I hadn't before, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, (laughs) I didn't, I guess I didn't get that before. So, Joseph Gordon-Levitt decides to teach her a few things about architecting that Leo decided not to, basically because he wanted to make her work harder or whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, thinking about it, like, he should definitely make sure that she knows the easiest way to architect, right? Yeah. Well, not inside of dreams, right? But yeah, inside of dreams. Because he was like, yeah. let me show you this thing. And then he's like, look, see, it's an impossible staircase. Oh, sorry. Oh, look, we're back here again. And then, 
you know, because the lady with the papers. But uh, the, I don't know. It just seems like that would be something that the person who brought her into this and is trying to not get her killed would do. I don't know. Leo was kind of a selfish asshole throughout this whole movie. He's like, my kids, my wife, my feelings, my kids, my wife, my that feelings. That totally makes sense. Okay, so, okay, so Christopher Nolan did an interview, right? Yeah. And he said that, like, the team, the Inception team is, like, the roles used in making a movie. So, mm -hmm. like, Leo, he's a director, right? Duh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's the producer of the movie, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Ellen Page, she's the production designer. And uh, and mm -hmm. M's, mm -hmm. he's the actor in the movie, and Saito's the studio paying for all of it. <laughs> so who? So that the, makes what about that makes Yosef. Yosef, I don't, I don't know. He's the on-set doctor. He's the guy who provides the drugs. <laughs> he's 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 the sound guy. I don't know. He's not. I don't know. It doesn't. No, say yeah, he that. was a sound guy because he yeah. like he he brought the music and he did the kick, so he was like making stuff happen. He's the audio engineer. Yeah, um, sure. So, so actually, that kind of makes sense because, like, if Cobb is the director of all this, right? Mm -hmm. He's not really telling the production designer, like he How is. To produce and design. <clears throat> the producer is gonna go. We should have this more like this. And here, let me like figure this out for you. Mm -hmm, kind of, mm -hmm, kind of ma yeah. it makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, that yeah, that definitely makes sense. So, JGL, he was the uh, producer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This is, this is my favorite JGL movie, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. He had that movie where he had cancer. That movie was so good. There's a movie? I haven't watched a lot of JGL movies. I did watch Looper, though. But I have to say the first ever JGL role I ever saw, like, the, the way I was introduced to him was Mysterious Skin, which was an amazing movie. It was really, really good. It was also, like, really disturbing. Mm. Yeah. If you've ever seen Under the Skin, it's nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, no, I refuse to watch Under the Skin. Scarlett Johansson may do a lot for me, but not that much. <laughs> nope, there you was an episode you... of Torchwood about that. Ugh, I love Torchwood. I <laughs> there know, was right? an episode of Torchwood about that. <laughs> oh, <know>, right? <laughs> Back to Inception. <laughs> so, <laughs> time for the kick. So basically, they they got their whole team together. It's time to go and step this guy. They go, and they're like, oh, wait, so we have to figure out how to finagle ourselves onto the flight with this guy. How do we do that? <laughs> Sato-san, producer, he's like, no, not producer, um, what do you call it? The studio. The he's studio. like, I just he's bought like, the whole airline. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was like, yay. They're That's like, fun. oh, he is good for something. <laughs> he's like, yep, I brought the wallet. Okay, so... <clears throat> even though yeah. even though there's a movie goof because they're like we need this specific plane because nobody goes in the first class no one walks through it yeah but they walked onto the plane in the front of first class <laughs> wait the huh you got you have to go either left or right when you go in the door like left first class right into the coach area Yes, but like when they were boarding the plane, they boarded from the front of first class, <laughs> and they walked to their <laughs> seats. What? Okay. Um. Sure. Sure. That's that. I didn't notice that, but that's great. <laughs> Does that mean that they? That means basically they entered the set of the plane. 
Yeah. Also, that was a nice ass first class, I have to say. I've never been in first class, but that was like that was very like mid century modern designed first class. It was nice. What wasn't nice was like at the end where they're all waking up and Saitosan's like crying because he just lived like a hundred thousand years. years. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up and it was all a dream. Oh my god. That uh, was good. Um Which really sucks for him because he got what he wanted, but then Maybe uh, yeah. he doesn't want that anymore. No, he wants a bunch of shit else now because he's lived so long. Okay, yeah. so I forgot to mention, again, canonically, my new vocabulary word. I forgot to mention what Inception is. Inception is they don't go in and they take the idea. They go in and they put one in there and it has to like flourish and you know grow as its own and blah, blah, blah. And it'll change the person's mind from the inside, which is really hard to do. So to do that, they're not just going to that person's dream. They're going into a dream, within a dream, within a dream. Ooh, three levels down, no one's ever done that. <laughs> I like how they always say, no one's ever done that, and then Leo turns around later and he's like, yeah, I've done it before. I've done it. <laughs> and then he's like, but you guys should never do it. But let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, okay, boss. Uh, yeah. Literally, Ellen Page was the only person asking questions. I feel like JGL, he was just like, I've been here. I've seen this. I know this guy's crazy. Actually, you know, yeah, she's like, there was one point she was like, ever notice that he's he makes a good practice of doing the things that he tells you not to do? And he's like, you're just noticing that now? You just know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> thank you. Yes, that is what Leonardo DiCaprio does. Yes, that's exactly what he does. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, so... so- they, they... <clears throat> knock this guy out. They go into his first dream, mm-hmm. which is rainy New York City. Which someone had a little too much lemonade. <laughs> so this was the dream of the guy. Okay, I find it funny because this was the dream of the guy who was like going to give them the drugs and whatever. So he's the one who actually designed the real drugs, which is why they explain, oh, no, we can't be woken up. Which is hilarious, because he's like, no, the kick won't wake us up. No, if you die in here, you won't wake up. I was like, okay, but you just said in a montage where you were pushing over Joseph Gordon-Levitt while he was sleeping that the kick will wake you up. He's like, yeah, but if you die in here, you won't wake up. (laughs) And I was like, wait. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's like, yeah, I designed a drug that won't affect your inner ear, but you are pretty under, so you'll like go to the bottom of your subconscious and spend hundreds of thousands of years there. Basically, as long as you're sleeping and until the drugs wear off. That's long enough to scramble your brains. I was like, great! Awesome. Thanks, guy. Either way, he's the one whose dream they were in, I guess. It was raining because he didn't he didn't go before they left. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> and so this guy has security. In his dreams, and yeah, because of course he does. Of course he has security in his dreams. Yeah, I mean, obviously someone set this up for him. Whatever he learned this before, I guess, because he he knew what extraction was. He's like, oh, you're talking about extraction. He's like, yes, exactly. Yeah, so of course he has like security to teach him against extractions. It only makes sense. Apparently, they didn't teach him against inceptions. Because they just kept going down and down and down in these levels. However, he did have security on every level but one. 
which was the final level, which was just his pure subconscious. So, okay. First off, I have to say, this whole, oh, there's nothing, blah, 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 in the subconscious, I, I, I was like, okay, wait, but you were down there, so why didn't you just, like, make a projection of someone? If they could, like, make anything. Because remember, they were, like, creating that world by themselves, and it's like, they were making buildings. It's like, can't you make people? I think and the they difference... could make people, because yeah. Maul was down there, so I she think was the... down there. Yeah, but I think the difference is they knew they were going into a dream, into a dream, into a dream, into purgatory, or limbo. He mm-hmm. did not. Yeah. So when he got shot and he died... Which was great. <laughs> I was like, oh no, he's dead. <laughs> uh... Like, they had no idea what they were getting into. Yep. And on top of that, they went into Leo's dream, subconscious, where his killer subconscious wife is trying to kill everybody. Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I was I was looking up the real world versus the dream world layers, and it was 10 hours, first layer, 20 times, 200 hours, 8 days, and 7 hours, so about a week. Second layer, that would be 40,000 hours, which is almost six months. And then the third layer is basically almost 10 years, which is right. So that kind of makes me wonder, you know what, I'll pull this calculation out, for how long they actually could have been in there versus how long they actually would have been in there. All right, I'm pulling out my... Damn it. I hate it when you can't pull up your calculator and you just end up typing things on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, da, da, da. so 10 times 20, that's the first layer, times 20, that's the second layer, times 20, that's the third layer, times 20 again. Mm-hmm. And that will be... Okay. We're going to crunch the numbers on this for a minute. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is in hours. So let's say that's divided by 24 hours. 66,000 days. Divided by... uh, So 182 years. Okay, great. (laughs) They could have been down there a while. So yeah, essentially what they're trying to say is he was there for a long time. Now, he was an old man, but I have to say... Was he an old man in that he grew so old, or was he an old man in that, like, he's a couple hundred years old by now, and, like, this is just as old as he can imagine himself being? I don't know. It was it was pretty good old age makeup, I have to say, compared to some that I've seen. Yeah. Where, where it's like their skin is, <laughs> their skin is hanging off their bones. Uh, men in black. <laughs> 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 I love that movie. Okay. So basically, they're trying to incept this guy, which is to put something in there versus taking it out, whatever. But for some reason, it has to be about his daddy issues, which, great, right there with you, whatever, daddy issues, they mean a lot to people sometimes. But I think they were going a little bit wide with this one. So like, oh, we'll just figure it out along the way and then make him believe. And I was like, (laughs) wait, you're just gonna... Like, they did a lot of stuff on the fly, because they're like, oh, look, there's his uncle. That's his projection of his uncle. We're kind of glad that we found him here in a a hotel full of hundreds of, 
hundreds upon hundreds of people that his uncle is here. Now it'll tell him what he really thinks of him. And they're like, oh, good, our plan worked. Well, I don't think I don't think they meant to run into his uncle. They were just like, oh, that's not him. That's why he was like, hey, you look different. It's like, no, that's not him. Shut up. Yeah. I think that was just a happy mistake. They're like, hey, look, we can see how he thinks about his uncle. Bye-bye watching this guy. Mm-hmm. So good. It was, it was all... It was all... It, okay, they did do a lot of this on the fly, I have to say. Especially the part where it's like, oh, he's dead. Oh, no, the mission's over. We still have probably weeks left here to complete the mission, but there are people closing in, so let's just fuck it all and go. And then Juno's like, no! No, wait, wait, but they didn't have weeks, because Yusuf fucked up and he started everything quickly. He did, but still. They had, like, okay. What was it? It went from... Oh, man. Basically, it went from they started the kick, and it's like, oh, he had, what, ten minutes? Or no, he had three minutes. So they went from three seconds falling to three minutes to what? An hour. They still had an hour, I guess. But down there, they had, what? Actually, technically, they had I don't 20, think so. it was 20 a lot hours. Less, it was a lot less because, like, he, they were free-falling before, like, right as they went into the third realm. So it was like, they had a lot less time. Hmm. I don't know, it doesn't make sense. The time part of this doesn't make sense, whatever. Oh yeah, so three seconds times 20, that's 60 seconds, so that's a minute in the hotel world. And then going down further, that's 20 minutes in the... I think this uh... podcast has too much math. Let's just not talk about this. (laughs) Let's not... You keep on coming back to it, but let's just not talk about it. I'm basically trying to say that 20 times 20... Okay, yeah, no, so they were... I guess they were in the, the very bottom layer for like an hour before everything hit the fan. And then Juno flew away. No, she jumped off a building after throwing that guy off a building. Kind of a horrible, evil way to do it. But then they woke him up and they're like, go in there and get your Inception. Okay, I want to talk about this for a minute. Okay. Was that, did you tear up a little bit at that shit? Not at all. What? (laughs) Not even a little. Oh, man. Basically, they're like, okay. It's like your Inception is, oh, yeah, by the way, the the whole point of this was they want him to break up the, uh, I just want to talk about the, 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 the ramifications of what would happen if they didn't actually do this. Basically, he's the now the sole heir to the leading company in power in the entire world. Don't even know how that happened, but basically one company for the entire world is in charge of power. Like, so your electricity well, they have, comes from this guy, basically. They're the leading company, so they hold... The majority of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, they're, they're, they have a monopoly on electricity or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and Sato-san, he's the other guy. And he's like, and I just can't hold it up any longer now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and this guy was dying? Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if someone who's competent actually takes over, then you're fucked, dude. So, it, basically, they're trying to say, okay, break up your dad's company. They go through a whole lot of shit to do that. And then he actually goes in, and it's like, it turns into, oh, it's actually his daddy issues that are making him feel like maybe he should break up the company or whatever. You know, make your own choices, be your own man, that kind of stuff. But then he's like, the special secret is in the safe, and he's like, here's the plans to dissolve the company, but also, here's that pinwheel from that picture that you kept, because you're precious to me, even though you thought that I didn't like you. And he's like, tears! <clears throat> 
That was a good. That was a good burn his dad did though, because he was all like, "I did everything to be like you," and his dad was all like, "That's the problem." Burn. And... <laughs> He's like uh, disappointed, and I was like, mm. <laughs> "Disappointed." Uh, <laughs> He's like, uh, "You know what the last thing he said to me was?" He was like what and he's like i didn't hear the rest of it but he said disappointed and i was like that could have been anything he could have said i'm disappointed in myself not you (laughs) (laughs) but nope (laughs) uh annie mccries a lot decided she was gonna say it was about her she's like oh i'm sad you know people are shooting at us and kidnapping us but i'm sad (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay So okay. he figures out what his dad. No, that was all a lie, though. Yeah, yeah so... it was. It was a lie. Basically, he was just filling this shit in in his own head, or they were making him fill it in. So, okay, they explain the Inception thing. Basically, change it could change the person. I think they definitely did that. Kind of actually helpful to this guy because he thought his dad was disappointed in him when he died. Could you know he very well could have been. He very well could have been disappointed in him. But no, he changes his mind and chooses to believe that his dad was like disappointed. He tried to make himself like him. He's like, "You be your own man now." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna believe what I heard in a dream." So he was incepted successfully. Leo explains that the way inception works is that essentially it changes a core belief in the person's subconscious, which I guess is powerful because of subconscious mind and whatever and Freudian stuff. And, you know, he knows it works because he did it to the wife. And the reason he can't go back to America is, drumroll, <laughs> he told her, oh no, we were stuck down in that very bottom layer, you know, where we were for a long, long time. So I made her believe that, you know, you have to die to go home. And so when we got back and we woke up, <laughs> she thought she still had to die. So she killed herself and framed me for it. <laughs> yeah, and Juno was all like, "You don't have to have guilt over this." I'm like, "No, you do have to have guilt over this. This was directly your fault." <laughs> I mean, seriously, he had a long time to discuss this with this lady. Like, you know, fifty years. He said to go about it the way, like, "Hey, maybe we should go back." I know this is a dream. You know, this is a dream. Look, there's no one and nothing here but us. And she's like, "Nah." He was like, no, I'm going to do it the more dickish way of just trying to force my will onto her subconscious. <laughs> and yep, it worked. It worked too well. So that's why guilt and whatever. Spoiler alert, listeners. <laughs> if I can even spoil this movie. This movie is hard to talk about, I have to say. Because there's a lot of dreams within dreams to refer to. <laughs> so Inception takes place. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's happy the end except uh (laughs) uh-oh oh no his little totem thing it's a top you spin it which by the way he's not the only one who knows the weight of that totem because it belonged to his wife first (laughs) the whole rule of you're the only one who can know can know how heavy it is and the way it feels that went right out the window because everyone seems to know everyone else's totem even sato-san knows this guy's totem the top thing just saying, like, he broke his okay. own rule first. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Do you think he's still in a dream at the end of this movie? Okay, I just want to say, I think he may have, he may be in an original dream from the middle of the movie. Because there were times at which, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. So in, in India, I think it was? No, not India. 
No, like, shoot, I forgot the name of it. It was like some very exotic named country. Either way, he was there to he was there to talk about some guy about the chemicals, and he's like, "Look at all these people are sleeping for forty hours a day. It's the only way they can dream." And then he's like, "Okay, you want to test it out? This is some good shit here." And he's like, "Okay, I'll take a toke." And he goes down into the dream, and he wakes up, and he runs into the bathroom to splash water on his face, and he takes out his little top spinny thingy. Which is actually where Sato-san saw that. Okay, so never yeah. mind. And he drops it, and he doesn't spin it. He doesn't spin that top again until the end of the movie. He could still be back in that place in India, or wherever. Okay, so here's what I think. Yep. Dom never, or Leo, whatever we're calling him, he never got out of limbo. Mm-hmm. But he was kicked up to another subconscious. But they were already gone. They were already woke up. So when he woke, like, when he, like, jumped up to another layer, that layer was him believing the mission was complete. Ooh. So, like, in actuality, the mission ended. He, may, he might have woken up on the plane. But what we saw in the end was him still in a dream. A dream where everything worked out perfectly. He gets off the plane, he hands him the passport, he immediately, like, sees all the people that he just did the dream with, and then he goes home, and he finally sees his kid's face. See? But here's the Okay, so here's what, okay, so here's the thing. He's finally in the, he's still stuck in that dream. He's probably never really going to wake up, because he doesn't know it. The reason why I think that is because when he sees his kids, they're in the same exact position. Yep. He always yep. sees them. Yep. They That's never exactly age. Right. That's right. They haven't aged. And he's pro- it's probably they, been years since this has happened. Years since this happened. Which I could have sworn that the daughter's name would mean something. It was like, Ryan, Philippa. I was like, Philippa, what? It just means lover of horses. Philippa, equestrian huh? stuff. That's so funny. Yeah. Philippa, what? Philippa, huh? Ooh, every every named my bird Philomena. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't her. Wasn't her name Philippa, which I guess uh, is like uh, an, a lover of. It was, it was like person who likes horses. Basically, is what I got yeah. back from the meaning of that. I was like, really? <laughs> you couldn't have made it like I don't know. It's a trick. I mean, you called Juno's character freaking Ariadne, so I don't know. They could have. They they used a really weird name to draw. They didn't do that on purpose. They just someone was just like, "Hey, my daughter's name is Philippa. Put her name in the movie." And they're like, "Okay." This whole whatever dealy happened. They were, they were fucking around with shit they shouldn't have been. That's that's what I took from it. It's like, "Oh, hey, don't fuck with this shit because it's apparently bad for you." But I'd have to say, lucid dreaming still seems like an awesome ride. Okay. But only if you're not in someone else's <clears throat> subconscious. That's true. I found this crazy ass theory online. Uh, I love it. Okay. It, it it might change how you think of this movie. I'm down. <clears throat> Here's the theory. All right. The entire movie is a dream itself where Leo himself is being incepted on by um by um Michael Caine's character the architect professor, his father-in-law. Uh-huh. So, that's not actually his father-in-law. That is a guy incepting Leo to get him to reveal what happened to his wife. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, so he's extracting him. He's extracting 
what happened to his wife and why she killed herself. So the <laughs> whole thing is set up by Michael Caine pushing him to do all this stuff. Keep on going layers and layers in <laughs> so he could finally reveal that he is the reason why his wife committed suicide. And then as soon as he admits that, he's like, well, this dream's over. Let's go back in reverse. Oh my god. That's awesome. Which, I mean, I'm not sure how that would hold up in court, really. I mean, maybe he would just, like, kill him when he wakes up because it is his fault. I definitely... Okay, was it Leo's fault that his wife is dead? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. We're agreed. I I think it's his fault, too. He could have maybe talked to her a little bit while they were in this dreamscape for 50 years, you know? Just saying. They grew old together. She's like, let's grow old together. He's like, we already did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I've been swiping right all day before we got on this plane. Like, girl, I'm over you. <laughs> He's like, as soon as I get to America, I'm going to get me some ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, better stateside. Oh, <laughs> uh, so funny. That's the oh, worst. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Oh, also, I have to say that I watched Guardians of the Galaxy the other night, like, for the first time. I love that movie. I know, me too. <laughs> I knew it would be good, like, everyone loves it so much. I'm just putting that in there. It's not my recommendation. It's not what's giving me life, although it did give me some life. Definitely, like, Groot is the MVP of that movie. Just watch Guardians of the Galaxy, listeners, if you haven't. It's pretty good. There's a sequel coming out. Really happy about that. So, yeah, I'm saying it for free next week whatever (laughs) whatever anyway (laughs) back to this movie Uh, okay so yeah that is that is quite an interesting theory actually although however this was a book i kind of wonder if there was a sequel if there was a sequel to this book then that would like basically explain everything probably not don't know don't want to look it up either i don't do the research this wasn't a book was it no. No way. Really? No, it was um I could have sworn Christopher Nolan's book. original screenplay that took him like twenty years to write or some shit like that. Oh, I could have sworn this was a book. It read like it was a book. Or didn't it read, I mean, you know, it played out like he was playing off of a book. Cool. Well it would have been a good book. I mean Christopher Nolan could have had a career in, you know, writing books as well. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, he should write books instead of making movies now, because all of his movies suck. <laughs> oh no. I really don't like Christopher Nolan. I really Aww. don't like Christopher Nolan. I don't know what his filmography is, so... I don't know. Nate... Did you see Interstellar? Yep. I fucking that. hated that movie. That was pretty bad. <laughs> That's like the fifth time I said that in this podcast, but I really don't like that movie. <laughs> you know how I, in the description of the episodes I always put this little thing, it's like a quote? Usually yeah. it's from you because you say the funniest shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like, I think I've said that like five times, but I really don't like this movie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, for episode 11, I just put in, I, I, I quoted myself, which was, is that reading or shade? Question uh, mark. Okay, so we're at, an at, we're at basically 55 minutes of recording. Uh, Let's let's get into our, our lovely little segments, starting with the shining light, which is the part of the dream where you wake up. Okay, <laughs> what was your shining light? Wait, is shining light the kick 
evolver segments <laughs> yes it's the first it's the van falling it's it, the van hasn't hit the water yet though gotcha star rating gotcha. is the van hitting the water uh my favorite moment is i think that like that bookstore explosion scene when she's first learning about like being in dreams just that scene is so good that was pretty good actually hmm okay my my shining light of this movie, I have to say, and they did a lot of like really spectacular shit and whatever, but I have to say my shining light was that little like putting the pinwheel from the picture thing inside the safe for the inception thing. And that guy was like doing it himself or whatever. It's like what he was imagining, but I was like, oh man, this is like a, you know, bullshit sentimental daddy issues moment for this guy. But kind of made me feel a little something in there. I was like, oh man, my Grinchy heart is growing one size. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, actually. I really liked it. I, I, I know that's like really cliche. Yeah. It's probably, it probably one of the most cliche things. It's like, oh, the picture, the picture, the picture. It's like something about the picture will be in the safe. Yep, there it is. I was like, aww. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, um, how many, uh, you know what, how many totems would you give this movie? Ooh, I'm giving it 4.5 totems. Ooh, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, how many inner ear kicks are you giving this movie? <laughs> uh, I'm leaning on the back of my chair right now. Um... <laughs> I would give this a solid four inner ear kicks. Only because it was kind of long. I have to say, two hours and 28 minutes. A lot of time. <laughs> you know I hate long movies, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I just fucking hate long movies. This movie was so long, I had to take a nap in the middle of it. I'm not lying. <laughs> no, no, I, I know because I went to bed in the middle of this movie. Woke up and started playing it when I woke up the next morning. Very much like Gangs of New York. Very, very much like Gangs of New York. All about Leo. Long movie. Had to go to bed in the middle and wake up the next morning and continue watching. I told you I got into a... No, I haven't told you this. I got into a fight on the internet with this guy over how I hate long movies. (laughs) And he was like... Because it was like uh, the new Avengers, the, not Avengers, the new Justice League movies, like three hours long. No, that's and I too was much. like, yeah, and I was like, I'm not watching this movie, Mm-mm. and I was like, I'm not watching this because I, I hate DC. That's not the reason why. <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching it because it's three fucking hours long, and he's all like, you're just like, he was like, you're just like a fucking fanboy from Marvel, and Marvel can't do no wrong. I was like, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> oh my god i was like but i don't like long movies he's like no i could tell you're just a troll you're just trolling you'll watch a movie about like little people throwing rings into a volcano and i was like i was like wait i was like first off you don't i was like i was mad i was really angry at this point this is me typing i was like first off you don't fucking know me because if you did know me you would know i hate lord of the rings because they're too goddamn long <laughs> I was like, you need to shut the fuck up and realize <laughs> no movie needs to be three hours long. Especially about a truly established universe. Yeah. Like DC. Yeah. Which is no reason. 
and the most basic characters. What? The Flash, Cyborg, um, Wonder Woman, and uh, Aqualad. <laughs> Aqualad. Yeah. My friend Nick was all like, he does hate Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Nick, for backing me up. Like, <laughs> uh, just, the, just like, nothing needs to be that long. And this movie was borderline too long. Well, two hour, two and a half hours, almost three hours. You know that uh, that movie Incep- or, uh, like Interstellar yeah. that I fucking hate? That movie's too long, too. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Did Christopher Nolan direct the new <laughs> Avengers movie? <laughs> the, the, the new... The, no, 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 the new um, Justice League movie? No, that was, um, no, that was our, uh, our famed um, Sucker Punch director. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> it's gonna be the worst ever. The, I love that. Maybe we have to watch this movie because this sounds. This is not sounding to be a very good movie, just from this, just from the actual facts about it. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would recommend this movie. I would too, but only if you have enough time on your hands and you like thinking, because. This, I mean, there was a lot of action. This was an action movie, but it was all wrapped up in a thinking movie. Like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I like to think, too, but there are some people who they just want their action movies to be action movies. And they're like, why does there have to be dreams? Why can't they just be doing this shit in the real world? And it's like, because yeah. Juno is not awesome enough to be running around and shooting guns and shit. Yeah, that's the difference between the Raid Redemption and the Raid Durandal. Uh, two of my favorite action movies of all time. I don't watch action movies willingly. <laughs> we should watch The Raid. We should watch... Oh, but I like Durandal more. I don't know. Oh. It, in good time. In good time, this will happen. We do have the next 182 years. <laughs> or 10 hours, depending on what, what dream layer you're in. God. <laughs> about two hours into this movie i was like where's my kick to get me out of this <laughs> these all sound like things that we don't like about the movie but it was still but pretty, really it was still pretty solid though <laughs> it was just really fucking long but you know what they, you were know talking, who? they were doing a couple action movies just all together in one that's all right you know who yeah yeah, yeah that's true but you know who else really didn't like this movie who this review I found on Metacritic. <laughs> Is that a segue? Beep beep. That... <laughs> <laughs> I need a sound effect for whenever I don't realize you're trying to make a segue because <laughs> it happens a lot. Peter's review corner. Uh, okay. I'm so good at segues too, and you never, never catch on. <laughs> okay. Uh... This review was written by. Uh, to the number two Morovian on Metacritic. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say if it's bad or good at the end. Okay. Okay. First of all, Killian Murphy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ellen Page, and Leonardo DiCaprio should never be cast as adults in films. <laughs> they are far too small of stature and too baby-faced to be believable in adult roles. Aww. <laughs> Personally. I never bought that Leonardo DiCaprio was a tough guy. As hard as I've tried. And Ellen Page looks like Howdy Doody's twin sister with her porcelain skin, chubby cheeks, and billboard-sized forehead. It's creepy. (laughs) And yet she is often cast as the quote-unquote attractive woman. Don't Mm. know why. 
She was the only least, woman. I know. At least Michael Caine and Marion Cotillard and Tom Hardy looked like real human beings while trying desperately to dignify a terrible storyline and a stupid, stupid, stupid script. If you're ready for two and a half very long hours of watching all the actors urgently shouting things at each other with, in, with and intensely explaining the scientific narrative so that the audience isn't completely lost, Shoot yourself up with some Novocaine and see if you can make it all the way through without sticking a pencil in your eye and or your ear. <laughs> Just not your inner ear. The special effect I know. The special effects animations were fairly impressive, but not enough to carry this whole film. One star. That did seem like a, a bad rating. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna so say. Bad. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean Leo was babyface, but this is like sort of that area where he's no longer that. Just saying. I don't know what he's talking about, JGL. JGL just has a youthful appearance and is a very striking and handsome man. He didn't even say anything about Ken Watanabe. Whatever. Okay. Ken. Here's the good rating from uh, Movie Lonely 94. Mm hmm. <clears throat> this review is fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking. Yes, I did see this movie in theater in theaters in Fredericksburg, Virginia, but only once. And I don't and I don't why I haven't seen it again until my stepfather bought a DVD copy of this movie. Oy. So I so I watched it a second time, but on a plasma screen TV, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fucking weird. To my shocking surprise, this movie is in my top 14 favorites of 2010. Specifically 14. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just saying, 15 would have been easier. With a creative atmosphere about dreaming and reality, excellent acting, top-notch action scenes, and a magnificent all-star cast, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Jordan Gorsuch-Levin, and more. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing about this movie, the superb visuals throughout the whole movie. At my highest hopes, this movie deserves a 9 out of 10. Hmm. He did make a good point. A few good points. But, I have to say, watching something in your home theater versus a regular theater, I don't understand how that makes it better. Because this movie was made for theaters, if you heard the noise, or the sound. Was it? (laughs) That's the best I can do. Oh okay. My God. This this reviewer though, I really I really like him because he's all like, "Know what you're thinking, guys." <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure he does. <laughs> okay. Actually, how many things have you reviewed? Because I really like this guy. Wait a second. <laughs> can you follow someone on Metacritic? I think you can actually. Oh see. my God, that's good. Okay. In the meantime. <laughs> I guess it's time for... I'm not sure if you heard that I put in a new uh, sound for the creative rewriting. Oh, no, I didn't know. Nope, it's like a guitar strum. Oh, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't listened to the new one yet. It's a beautiful guitar strum. It's, it's lovely. You, you'll hear it. <laughs> you'll hear it if you just believe. Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy has reviewed 320 movies. Whoa. Okay, so this is like his like hobby job, basically. <laughs> so when he goes, I know what you guys are thinking. People are actually probably thinking that. 
he seems like he's reviewed a lot of movies. That's like an actual following status. Is he like actually making money from this? Is Metacritic no, paying not. him? No. <laughs> Want to know how to be partnered with Metacritic? His um, highest rated movie is Force Gump. For okay, never mind. I give up. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, I don't want to. Oh. I, I don't want anyone to feel sad for me, but I got my first job and they called me Forrest Gump, so I vowed never to watch that movie. <laughs> People are mean. People are bitches. Okay, you know what? Fine. Never mind. I can't. <laughs> okay. His Harry Potter reviews are so good. Uh, you know what? I don't want to even talk about Harry Potter till we get into them, because I'm going to share a lovely uh fan theory that I heard about the Harry Potter universe and that is the scope with which I watch the Harry Potter movies now and it all makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, but this this is a podcast about Leo. I mean Inception. Um okay. So creative rewriting cue the noise, cue the cue the guitar strum. You'll hear uh -huh. it if you believe. Just listen with your heart. <laughs> um listen for the kick. So, what would you creatively rewrite about this movie? Oh, I don't think I would change anything. To take someone 20 years to write it, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is my least favorite segment. Let's get into this. This <laughs> is my least favorite segment because sometimes I feel like movies shouldn't be changed because they're just like the perfect way that director wanted them to be. You can say I mean, that you wouldn't change anything, you know. That's like a valid I, answer. I think I've said that the last three times we did this. <laughs> I think I may know what you were talking about last time when you said, we should get rid of some segments. You know what? I would change something. Instead of Marion Cotillard, I would make it Kate Winslet like it was supposed to be. Um, and then mm. instead of being in the city, they'd be on, on the Titanic. <laughs> and it'd just be funny. <laughs> Yes. That would be so good. Oh my god, I'd pay you actual money to watch that like re reimagining of this same movie. <laughs> Kate Winslet like, walking walking up out of a crowd and stabbing Juno. <laughs> oh man. But I wanna replace We went to we went to I know uh side story because we yeah. haven't told any side stories today, which is it. fucking weird, right? Well I already right? did, but you weren't paying attention. Oh no! I'm the worst. Um, we went to that sand festival, the Sugar Sand, which is in yes. Clearwater, Florida, and they hold it every year. Yeah, you sent me that picture. It was really cool. Yeah, I, I took like a thousand pictures. There's a giant. Someone sand sculpted a giant Titanic, like on the bottom of the ocean floor, oh, no. broken up into pieces. And I was like, I could actually watch this. <laughs> like, I could sit here and watch this for this sand sculpture for an hour. And I cannot watch the Titanic ever again in my entire life. <laughs> it would, you know, what would have been better is if they did it like broken in half, but with like two people hanging off of the front end of the ship. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh man. Mm. Also, you weren't paying attention to the part where I said that people called me Forrest Gump, which is why I'll never watch that movie. Wait, why do they call you Forrest Gump? They said I talked funny. It's only because I didn't. Okay, probably gonna get a little hate for this, but I did grow. Um, you know what? No, never mind. <laughs> I just, I just, I didn't speak. I didn't speak Chola. That's why. 
I didn't. I, I didn't say they are words. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mispronounce. I didn't mispronounce things on purpose. And I do that a lot. But apparently, I spoke too proper for them. What do they want from me? I was working. It's my first job. I want to do good. Bitches. They're all bitches. <laughs> Fuck them. Okay. Fuck them. Whoa. Okay. You just went. You just went into a very dark place. <laughs> Have I lost you somewhere? No, okay, I'm you, here. I'm just like, why? Why? Because you went on a tirade. I know. <laughs> that was like really personal for for a good two minutes. I'm sorry. I'm kind of stunned. I'm gonna cut it all out. Don't worry about it. Don't, <laughs> don't even worry about it. Uh, what I would change about this movie? <laughs> See, that's where I'm gonna cut it back in. <laughs> like nothing, nothing ever happened. Yep, we didn't nothing, cut anything out at all. Ever Continue. <laughs> no one needs to know about this. Um, uh, okay, what I would change about this movie is mm, I would have taken Joseph Gordon-Levitt down like another layer because although he had a cool fight scene, he just wasn't in enough for me. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt isn't in enough of the films that I watch for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I've said this before, but I love him. <laughs> like, I think I have actual feelings for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, this this movie was pretty good, though. I wouldn't have actually changed anything about the story itself. I like the cliffhanger at the end. Although, if it was a book, I probably would have, like, just looked up online how the book itself was different. But I didn't even look up whether or not this was a book, so never mind, I probably wouldn't have looked it up. Okay, so, that is probably the end of the creative rewriting and the us sharing stories about our lives portion. <laughs> <laughs> um what is giving you life this week okay i got a couple things giving me life one i'm rereading the book american gods actually the the advertisement on my screen right now is for american gods so that's very appropriate because i'm getting ready for the tv show <laughs> I, I have a collector edition version of the book so i just i just fucking love the book two um I did an interview for my other podcast, Peter vs. Peter, about a new Kickstarter out called Dungeon Digger, and those guys are super cool. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're in Italy, and they like they just build board games for a living, and it's like, they're so nice. Super cool. That's I would awesome. Back up that Kickstarter if you're into complicated strategy board games about being an overlord and sending your minions through a dungeon, digging it, and killing other people. Uh... <laughs> That seems uh, complicated, but fun. Yeah, it does seem complicated, but it looks really fun. I don't know. I'm so. still waiting for Lucid. Yeah, yeah, that's coming soon, hopefully. I hope, but you know. Oh, what? their new game. Their new game is coming along quite nicely. Oh, is it? I you yeah. did. I did hear someone. I did hear hear him mention something about that. Yeah. You know, on your interview episode. I saw a update on the progress of it. Looks good. Plugging Peter versus Peter right here, by the way, if anyone wants to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I need more views. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, what else? Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to talk about this on my next episode of PvP. But there's this new mobile game called CATS. That's C-A-T-S, because it's an acronym. Mm-hmm. Where you make little death machines, and it's driven by a cat, and you find other death machines. Mm-hmm. It's really good. <laughs> Wait, is this like iPhone? Yeah, it's oh, so good. I love that. it. I love it so much. I'm gonna play that. 
Sounds good. Love it. I so, love I love little like mini fighting games. Don't know why. It all happens automatically. So you build your car and then they just fight to the death. But it's just super fun. What is your thing? Okay, I've been okay. So I don't know. I I'm not sure if this has been mentioned some or not in the podcast. But Peter, you know, being the the gracious person that he is, has decided to write a campaign for me and my friends, relative friends. I mean, not like I'm not friends with them, sort of, but like I'm related to them type friends. So <laughs> they're still friends anyway, and friends of friends. But he has decided to write a D&D campaign. And uh, the last time we all, we all talked, uh, my sister, she recommended a podcast to me called Adventure Zone. And it's amazing. And it's hilarious and they're just like playing D, and they have the most hilarious adventures it's a good podcast listen to it if you like D. and if you think oh no that's a nerd thing well then fuck you <laughs> i love D. you it, guys are gonna yeah. have such an awful time <laughs> oh no <laughs> have we called on the powers of an evil dm um <laughs> probably Probably. (laughs) um okay and for the next movie you get a little bit of a choice here okay i'm gonna be nice here i'm gonna give you a choice between three things one okay okay one movie this i mean besides the danish girl this will probably be one of the first lgbt movies we ever get into but it's like super serious and really delicate material i must say the other one, uh, it's a, it has a very good 2001 soundtrack, I have to say, and it was really cute and fun. And the other one, Anne Hathaway was in it. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. It's one's a, an LGBT. What the fuck? <laughs> wait, don't, you don't said one sass me, was... boy. Wait, no, I'm confused. You said <laughs> one movie was LGBT, and the other one is... Okay, so oh, I thought you said what is an LGBT. Oh no, no, I know what. The, oh God, no. Oh, <laughs> I was shit. gonna say. <laughs> I almost started explaining the... to you what that was. Okay, what the uh, acronym excuse means. Me, excuse me, sir. Please tell me what a logibus is. <laughs> I say process I of elimination. Something... Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't think I want the LGBT one. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. It's pretty. Rough. I can't take another serious movie. <laughs> Thank God, because <laughs> this is because what we did we did Birdman, then we did, um, then we did the Danish Girl, and then this. There's a lot of serious movies that were actually kind of long. Okay, New York chick flick sounds great, mm-hmm. but it's probably gonna be that Mary Kate and Ashley uh, Ashley Olsen movie. Nope, there are no okay. Olsens involved, so if that makes you Thank feel better. The Lord. Okay, and the Anne Hathaway one could be a Christopher Nolan movie because he's in a lo- she's in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, and I can't do that. I promise you, not again. It's not. Okay. Hmm. Let's. I'm. I'm. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm rolling a die. Like, he's. Like, you're actually rolling a die. I love that. <laughs> Even Gerard's. Odd like Anne Hathaway's face, evens like New York Olsen twins, because they're evens, because there's two. Let's do this. Odds, we're doing Anne Hathaway. Okay, then for the next movie, we're going to be doing The Princess Diaries. 
No! <laughs> no! Uh, uh, go ahead and like, subscribe, share, and comment on yes, iTunes. Yes, I keep Please. For, you know what I keep forgetting to ask? Where the people to... can find you. Oh my god, you can find me on Twitter at Zen, Z-E-N-Z-O-O-M-A, and every other week when my co-host is, isn't having a baby, we do a episode uh, of Peter vs. Peter about video games and board games. Seriously, I was just about to be like, I'm having a baby? <laughs> I don't know who that other person is. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know the other woman. His name yeah. is Vaughn. <laughs> uh, I could have. No, yeah, we didn't have an episode for six weeks. Nope. So just we're saying. trying to. I could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will be on an episode soon. Yeah. Our next episode is about Persona 5 and Mass Effect Andromeda. That um, should be fun. Actually, a fan of both those franchises. Or as I call them, Weebsona and Meh Effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you can find the podcast on Twitter at amateur underscore critics. You can also find me on Twitter at redford underscore ray. And we have a Tumblr page, amateur movie critics cast. I swear I will work on it eventually. If you want to email us, you know, email us a suggestion for a movie because we appear to be now in a contest to torture each other with worse and worse movies. Anyway, email us at amateurmoviecritics2016 at gmail.com. I'm Red. <laughs> and I'm Peter. And then until next time, stay amateur. Stay amateur. Yeah, <laughs> stay amateur. Thank you.